the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praising is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Our Response to the Word. Whenever God's Word is preached to us, God extends opportunities to us. Opportunities to receive what's being preached to us. God extends to us opportunities that can either be accepted or rejected based upon our response to that Word. If we respond properly, the opportunities presented will become realities realized. And if we don't respond properly, then the opportunities presented will never be realized by us. God's Word will never do for us what it could have done for us. That's why it's so important, saints of God, that we respond properly to God's Word so that the opportunities that God extends to us can be accepted and become realities realized by us. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Our Response to the Word. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the Word? Because ready or not, here it comes. We're going to read the foundational text and then move into some awesome information today. Absolutely awesome. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35. It says, Cast not away therefore your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. And it does too. Great recompense of reward. Why? Because once again, I have not seen, ear have not heard, nor have it entered into the heart of man the things that God has planned for you, which means that it's so it's so incredible. It's so awesome. If you can imagine it, you're still not there. Why? Because God says, I'm going to go exceeding abundantly above anything you can ask or think. I want to take you farther than what you can even think. So you think you think you can think of good. That's not even the basement, the bottom level of the things that God has planned for you. But God said, I'm going to send you a word that's going to give you confidence in the fact that you can have what you've heard. That'll give you confidence that it can it not only exist, but that it's available for you. That's why when you when I send you this word, you got to grab hold to it and hold on to it confidently. Because if you cast away your confidence, which has great recompense of reward, of course, you'll never receive what God has in store for you. Therefore, he says, cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which have great recompense of reward. Cast not away. In fact, if you really want to get into the literal, whenever they wrote the negative behind the word rather than in front of the word, they would put an additional emphasis on it. It was almost like an exclamation point behind an exclamation point, which is behind an exclamation point. That when they put the negative behind the verb, if it, if, if, if you'd have said don't cast away, then that would have meant don't do it. But when he say cast not away, he's saying like, baby, honey, sugar lamb, honey, dumpling. Let me holler at you. Are you listening to me? Pay close attention to what I'm saying. Don't cast away your confidence. This is an exclamation point. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence. Why? Because it's got great recompense of reward. Like if you knew what you was giving away, dang, you'd never do it. If you knew what you was passing up, dang, you'd never do it. 
If you know what you was about to blow and mess up by doing what the opposite of what it is that I say and casting away my confidence, you would never do it. So don't do it. Verse 36, that even when you hold on to it, for ye have need of, of, of patience, that after that ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. Why? Might? Because you can still cast it away even after you do what it is that you're supposed to do. Because many of us do what the word of God says. There's a little time period between the time that we do what God says do and the manifestation that comes from me and you. And somewhere between there, we begin to doubt. And doubt will always get you left out. Doubt will always cause you to be left out. And so during that time period, since we know that the Lord on high is mighty, we know that God has shared with us a word that's going to be able to bring us through. That if there's a little period of time between we doing what he said to do and manifestation, we have no problems because we know he's going to come through. We, yeah, we know he's going to come through. Amen. Y'all do know that, right? Amen. Amen. We know he's going to come through. Pray God. We know he's going to come through. And since we know the Lord's going to come through, then we can have patience. We can wait. Wait is a four letter word, but ain't nobody cussing at you. Are you listening to me? Yeah, we can wait because we know God's going to come through. When you know that God's going to come through, you can wait. Somebody else might come up to you and say, man, it's been a while. You know, it's been a while. You sure it's going to happen? Sure, I'm sure. I got confidence. Why is that? Because God said it. And if God said it, it's going to be done. God don't lie. God don't bluff. God don't fluff. God don't say one thing and then change it later. Well, you know, he don't say it and say, oh, you didn't get the memo. I changed. I didn't, I didn't intend. I, I changed my mind. I decided not to do that. No, God, when he says it, it's it. That's it. And so because of that, we can have patience in the midst of our time of waiting. Verse 37 is what we know for yet a little while. And he that shall come will come and will not tarry. God ain't going to delay. He's not going to uh, hesitate. He's going to come through as soon as he can come through. 30, verse 38 says our response. Now the just shall live by faith. I love that verse. I'm telling you, every time I read that, that just fires me up because it reminds me once again how to live my life. Reminds me once again that I'm living my life the way I'm supposed to live my life. It reminds me once again that these are the parameters in which we, the just, should live our life. Of course, in case you have a little difficulty with the theological term of just, 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 it means that we're the ones that's been made right, declared righteous by the living God. We're righteous. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We are the ones that's been called out of darkness into his marvelous light. We've already, we're the ones that's already been boned again. And because we've been boned again, then we know flat out that God does what it is he says. We know flat out that God does what he said. Why is that? Because we believe that somebody died for us. We believe that he's, he took upon our sins for us. We believe that if we uh, uh, acknowledge who he is and, then, and, and, and ask him to come into our life, then he'll come in and save us. We were silly enough to believe it back then, and God came in and did exactly what he said. So since he did the most difficult thing that he can do in getting you out of darkness into the light, getting you out of Satan's family into his family, getting you from being he- headed to hell to now on your way to heaven, since he did it with the most difficult thing, surely he can handle my light bill. Surely he can handle my gas bill. Surely he can go, you know, if the gas goes up another five cents, surely we ain't going to be moaning and complaining and straining because we know that since God did that, he can flat out do this. Because of that, we live by faith. Whatever God says, that's what we live by. 
Whatever God declares, that's what we live by. Whatever God says that we should do, that's what we live by. And whatever God says he's going to do for me and you, that's what we live by. We order our life according to it. We set everything up according to it. And we don't care what nobody else has to say. We don't care nothing about circumstances. We don't care nothing about situation. We don't care nothing about faces. We don't care nothing about places. We don't care nothing about where we've been. We don't care nothing about what somebody else got to say about where we're going. We live by faith. We trust God. That's what that word faith is talking about. Trust in, confidence in, reliance in. We have dependence upon God. We're willing to lean the whole of our existence on what it is that God had to say, despite what anybody else has to say. That if everybody else think that we're crazy, we're still going to lock in on what God has to say. If anybody else think that we done lost our mind, we're still going to lock in on God's word every time. If anybody believes that we're going in the wrong direction, if we already know that God has told us what it is he's going to do, that I don't care whether everybody else think we're going in the wrong direction and they constantly calling us up to give correction, we're going to lock in on what God said and do what God said because we ain't backing up. We ain't slacking up. We ain't shutting up. We ain't drawing back. Come on now. We're going to lock in with what God said and that's that. Why? Because God is not a man that he should lie nor the son of man that he should repent. If it were not so, he'd have told us. But if he told us he's going to do it, he's going to do it. The Bible says heaven will pass away and earth will pass away if one jot nor tittle of what God said will not come to pass. One jot nor tittle. Jot is the smallest smallest letter in the the, uh, Hebrew language. I mean, uh, 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 Greek language. Smallest letter in the Greek language. That's a jot. And the tittle is the smallest little blip, smallest little mark on, the, on one of the letters. He said if, if one of them little marks go away, he said heaven will pass away and earth will pass away. And notice heaven comes first, even before earth. Since heaven comes first, that means he loses his crib before you lose yours. And trust me on this one, God ain't going to be homeless in order to not do what it is he said he going to do. You'll never find God on no side of no road talking about we'll answer prayers for food. Are you listening to me? God ain't homeless. And he ain't ever going to be homeless because he always going to do exactly what it is he said. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And so since that's the case, we can have confidence in what God said and order our life according to it. Oh, it's going to get good today. I'm telling you, you better pay attention because we also know why we should do that. He says it in the verse. But if any man draw back, my soul have no pleasure in him. Draw back. We learn that that's pull away from. And in the course of the teaching is to deny what God said, reject what he said. Not believe what he said. Pull back. I don't know about all that. I ain't really sure about all that. I, don't, I, think, uh-uh. I think I think that's a little, you're going to look too far. I think that's, I think that's just too much. Really don't take all that. Pastor, I think you just look extreme. Yes, yeah, show is. Is. That show is. S-H-O apostrophe is I-I-Z. With an exclamation point behind in case you're taking notes. Praise God. I show is. Extreme as you can get. I want to get as deep into God as you possibly can. I'm about crazy as Jesus was. I'm going to do exactly what the father said. I ain't going to do nothing other than what he said. And if that's what he said, that's it. That's the end of the conversation. Blessed be there. Ain't no, I, I, I believe it. No, God said it. I believe it. That settles it. No, I'm all up in the way of that one. It's God said it. That settles it. That's the end of the conversation. God said it. That's it. I do believe it. Praise God. How about you? He said, because in verse 39, the reason why he has no pleasure is because if you draw back, you draw back unto perdition. But we're not of them, we're, but we're of them that believe to the saving of the souls. says we are not those who draw back unto perdition. We ain't drawing back unto perdition. Because we clearly understand, of course, that word perdition means destruction, desolation. Or if you really want to get into the etymology of the word, it's as though you were never saved. 
is just as if you were never saved. Imagine you, the saved, the privilege of God, living life like, a ne- like, like you were never saved. Wow, that's jacked up. That God has available to you provision, but you can't have it because you draw back. God has available for you healing, but you, you never have it because you draw back. God has available for you to be able to live awesome life, promotion after promotion, for you to be the head, not the tail, above only, never beneath, for you to be a lender, not the borrower, so that you can be blessed going in, blessed coming out, blessed in the basket, blessed in the store, blessed flat out, but ready to receive more, but you reject all of that. No wonder he says that my soul has no pleasure in it, none whatsoever. Because see, we got to understand, understand this one, saints, come on, for real, understand this. Look at your neighbor, say, yo, for real, understand this, say, tell him, understand this, for real. When the Lord shows up with a word, when he showed up with his word, he was doing what he had told us that he would do in the Old Testament when he said, I put before you the choice of life and death, blessings and curses. I'm putting a choice before you. But prior to the word, there's no choice because the word is what comes to give you your choice. The word comes to give you an opportunity to have and enjoy life. That's what it's coming to do. Have and enjoy life. John 10, 10, for you theologians, it says, for the thief come not before the steal, kill, and destroy. I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. That's have and enjoy life. That's what he wants you to be able to do. God wants you to do that. So he brings you a word to give you a choice because previously you didn't have a choice. Previously, there wasn't nothing but death. Previously, there wasn't nothing but desolation. Previously, there was nothing else but you living out life in the normal course of things with the limitations that you already have on your life, limiting you for the rest of the days of your life. Whereas you, your, your, your level and ability is what decides what you can, where you can go and what you can do. But when the Lord came, he came to give you an option, came to give you a choice, came to give you an alternative. So other than God, technically speaking, there is no other alternative. There is no other way to make it to what God has in store for you. He's the only one that knows where it is. He's the only one that know how to get there. And he's extending you a word to get you there. But if you reject what it is that he's extending to you, you've just rejected your only opportunity to get to what it is he has in store for you. Now, you tell me that ain't jacked up. What kind of fool in his right mind will reject the only opportunity to be able to do it? But see, that's one of the problems is, is that Satan has convinced other people, convinced people that there are other options, that there are other possibilities. No, Jesus says, I am the way I am the truth and I am the light. I am. I, it, it ain't I am one of the ways he, he ain't saying I, I am one of the ways and lights and options and possibilities and stuff like, you know, you can choose me or choose door number one or choose door number three or door number five. And I'm going to get you there. You know, how folk lie to you all. There's all kinds of ways to get to God. They align their breath stink. There's only one way because the Bible say that's the only way. If he said the only way, then, then that's the only way. If he said that's the only way, that's the only way. So that means then when you reject what God said, then there ain't no other choice. And see, some of us have come to the understanding that, hey, God has given me a word that this is my only way to get there. So then when circumstances and situation comes up to try to replace that word and give you another opportunity, we've learned to back up off of that and say, oh, no, that's a lie. Mm -mm, No, this is it. I'm holding on to this and I'm not letting it go because this is my only way. This is the way I'm going to get there. There is no way to be healed other than the word of God. Doctors and medicine can teach you how to deal with your problems and your symptoms and make it manageable and extend your life past what it is that that thing want to take you out, but it can't heal you. Are you listening to me? Psychiatrists can't do nothing for you. They crazy. Praise God. I'm teaching real good right now. They, 
They can't help you. Are you listening to me? They can give you some medication to dope your tail up so you ain't dangerous to nobody. But other than that, they can't help you. Amen. That's right. Why you think all of them still practicing? Amen. I tell you right there. They can they can they can they can assist and make things more comfortable, but they can't solve it. Come on up in here. You can watch all the Oprah you want to. If girlfriend ain't giving away, you ain't getting out of it. Are you listening to me? <laughs> Folk don't like this. It's true anyway. So if you know this is your only way, you respond in a particular type of a way. You'll learn to protect what it is that God has given you and don't let it go. Turn over to Jude, please. Book of Jude. It's going to get good right here. My God, it's about to get real good right here. Jude. Book just before Revelations. Revelation, of course, is the last one for that other book that's called Concordance. Praise God. <laughs> I, you think I couldn't understand anything else? That book called Concordance, I sure couldn't understand <laughs> Jude. We'll start reading to verse 3. I love this. It says, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you all the common sal- uh, uh, of, this, of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you. And exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Look what you ought to do. You ought to earnestly contend for the faith that was given unto the saints. The saints are you. And when God gives you a word, it's the word of faith. Praise God in the name of church. It is the word of faith. Anytime he gives you a word, it's a word of faith. God is trying to give you a word of faith. That faith that's going to bring substance to the things that you hope for and evidence of the things that you have not yet seen. It's going to bring materiality to that which seemed immaterial. It's going to give reality to that which seemed like it couldn't be real. He's going to give it to It's a word of faith where God said, this is what I have in store for you. Now, the Bible says here that you're supposed to earnestly contend for it. We already learned that that phrase contend means to wrestle for it, to fight for it, to be able to struggle for it. And if I could phrase it this way, if necessary, knock somebody out for it. Are you listening to me? And I, ain't, I, I am not authorizing uh, married folk to be swinging on one another and stuff like that because one don't want to hear what the word God say. That ain't what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is that there's a principle at stake to the point that you're willing to defend, you're willing to fight for, you're willing to ward off anything and everybody necessary who would be trying to come in and take away this faith. Why? Because when everything else is laying down, the only thing going to be standing is me in this word. Amen. That this has got to be the mentality that you have, that I'm willing to take out everybody, halo three and four. Are you listening to me? I'm willing to take out everything and everybody to be able to protect what it is that God has given me when he's given me this word. Because this word that he gave me is precious. This word that he gave me is the only thing that's going to get me through. So since this is the only thing that's going to get me through, you better believe ain't nobody going to have this. You better believe ain't nobody putting their hands on this. You better believe they ain't jacking up my faith. Oh, no, that's crazy. I'm going to hold on to what God said, and that's just the way it is. Now go, now go back to verse 3. He says, beloved, I love the way he starts this sentence off, beloved, because this word beloved comes from the perspective of it's like I got to use this perspective. It comes from the perspective of a mother who has birthed a child and who has nursed the child, you know, with her own paps and then turn around and then speaking to this child, this one who she loves, this one who she cares for, this one who she spent much time with, who she's birthed even out of herself who she was rubbing on for nine months or 
you know, and stuff like that, or however long. You know, come on up in here. This child that was like all up in it, you know, said to, we got all personal together. That when nobody else was around, it was me and you. When wasn't nobody else going around, it was just me and you, you know, and you, you know, and so by the time this child comes out, it's like one of the first things that you want to do after, you know, they give you, you know, some anesthesia, praise God, it's like, give me the baby, give me the baby, you know, and then you want the baby, you're just looking at the baby and the baby covered with all this gook and stuff, you know, but you don't even care because all you see is this beautiful child that you had. And all these wonderful thoughts that you have about this child, how you want just great things for this child, how you want this child to have a splendid and wonderful life. Come on now, nobody wants their child to be no dope fiend. Come on out here, don't nobody want their child to be no skank. Come on up in here. That ain't it, that, 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 that's not, you know, you know, in case you don't speak that way, a young lady of ill repute. Praise God, a skank. You don't want your daughter to be no skank. Are you listening to me? You, you, no, that's not what you had in mind. What you had in your mind was that this was going to be a wonderful child. This child is going to be the first woman that, that, that is president or something like that. Praise God. But this one is going to be the first. Blessed be today. Praise God. So this beloved, you who I've loved, you who I've cared for, you who I've spent much time with, you who I've, I, I mean, I love with everything I got. Beloved. So well, this statement is not being written from the perspective of, uh, hey, let me share something with you. You know, if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. Hey, yo, bud. Hey, bud, let me share something with you. No, this ain't a yo, bud statement. Not here. This is not, uh, excuse me, sir. Uh, I'm just going to share with you some information and because uh, it's my job. No, this is personal. This is endearing. This is loving. <laughs> bud over there start laughing. This is endearing. This is, this is like God's trying to connect with you. Kind of like saying, like, like, look at me while I'm talking to you, baby. Don't look down. Don't look away. I'm talking to you. I want you to look in my eyes and see how important this is. I want you to hear the inflection of my voice, and I need you to hear me. I need you to do more than just hear me. I need you to feel me. See, God's trying to get you to feel him here. Everybody say, mm. So, God, so we feeling it. Say, beloved, when, when I gave all diligence to write unto you the com- of the common salvation, when I went through all of what I did in order to make sure you know about what it is I want to share with you, when I went through all of what I did in order to be able to get this word in your lap, when I went through everything that I did, I not only came and lived in this world, but I died and, 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 and paid a horrible cost, and then my blood was shed, and I died and, and all that other stuff, and then I got back up again, and I've had to go through eons of all this religious fool, foolishness to be able to get this real word in your lap. You know, you who I said, to, went through all diligence to write unto you the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you saying, I'm not saying this just to be talking. I needed to get this to you. I mean, I got to get to, I got to, got to, got to, I got to get this to you. Come on up in here. You got to feel me. I got to, you know, when they be singing songs like that and stuff, they don't just sit there and be like, I got to, you know, they be like, I got to, I got to. I'm not just like sending you a little note, you know, you know, praise God. Don't forget to take out the trash. No, I, this is something I got to get to. This is your life is dependent upon what I'm telling you here. Your ability to step into the fullness of the things I have in store for you is dependent upon what I'm saying. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much. It's, it's dependent upon what it is I'm sharing with you here. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you were blessed by what the word of God had to say. I hope it's inspiring you to respond to God's word in the right way. God tells us in his word, which is absolutely true, all the wonderful things that he wants to do for me and you. That will only happen when we respond properly to the word God shares with me and you. 
So let's do what God wants us to do. That is respond properly to the word that he shares with me and you so that he can do in our lives everything that he promised in his word that he'll do for me and you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. If you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed if you do. I guarantee you. And speaking of coming through, I got just a thing for all the married people in San Antonio and surrounding areas to do. If you're married and you happen to be in or visiting San Antonio this weekend, and you and your spouse desire to draw closer to one another and to have a better marriage, I got just a thing for you. We invite all the married people in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Covenant Partners Fellowship on this Friday. It's a monthly marriage seminar that God has brought here to San Antonio that'll help the marriages here in San Antonio. It's a monthly marriage seminar that you don't have to fly away to or pay half your pay to go to. It's free, and it's right here in San Antonio just for you. It's an evening out for the married people that's done on the third Friday of every month where the wildest wedded folk in San Antonio and surrounding areas come together in a casual atmosphere and have food and fun and fellowship and get a powerful word from God that'll help you take your marriage to another level. So come on through. You go from being married to happily married, I guarantee you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until, hey, it's a night out. You don't need to find a babysitter because childcare is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIP transportation service is available for this too. So come on and spend one evening out of the month investing in your marriage so that it can be as good as God designed it to be and get even better than you ever thought it could be. Whether both of you come or one of you come, just come on through. You'll be so glad you did that is with or without your boot. And by the way, that's the one you're married to. I look forward to seeing all of you tomorrow evening at 7 p.m at the Covenant Partners Fellowship at Word of Faith. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.